0: everybody, welcome to the hallmarkies podcast and we are really excited. This is a bonus episode. Uh, we are going to start recapping the new and just like that series. and we'll probably do every two episodes like we have done with some other shows that we've recapped. And this is our reboot of the Sex in the City uh, show. and it's been a long time coming. We're really excited about it. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Jax is here.
1: Rachel, thank you so much for inviting me to do this and to have an excuse to stay up really late so that we could watch this the moment that it dropped and crashed HBO Max.
0: Yeah, the... we we were thinking at first oh well we'll you know we'll wait a little bit and then we saw like the of course the hype around it that it's like no we need to talk about this right away yeah and hbo max completely shut down <laughs> for like an hour a good hour <laughs> uh so yeah we there's a lot of interest that both in of it. us for,
1: like, tonight, <laughs> yeah. were like good night and then
0: yeah yeah and you are coming from the big apple right now so this has gotta be special for you this- it's
1: really special and i do have to say that i did wear in if you'll remember the, the the original sex in the city carrie tells burger that manhattan women don't wear scrunchies and they're making a comeback so i did that <laughs> on today i have on my i'm a marantha sweatshirt that i ordered from a podcast it's really funny um uh, it's called Couldn't help but wonder. And they covered, they're two comedians that covered all of Sex in the City. Uh, That it's a really funny podcast. So I was definitely in the mode, really excited to chat about this with you because I knew you'd have a lot to say.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. And I do want to say outright that this will be a more mature podcast than maybe we typically have. So if that's not your jam, this is a mature show. Uh, So, uh, so we, we literally post two other episodes today. So there's plenty to listen to if that's not something you enjoy. Um, So I guess we should start out by talking about the original show, our feelings about the show, maybe even the movies. Uh, So you, you've listened to the podcast, a podcast about it. You're a pretty big fan uh, of the original show.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it in real time. Um, I recently went through all of it when we were in quarantine, but I had seen episodes here or there. But I remember when I was going to move to New York, my idea in my head was that I was going to have this exciting life like they do on Sex in the City. I didn't even really know what that meant, but I knew that they were four women who seemed to have a lot of fun together and their lives seemed really glamorous. And one time, uh, my confession about this is I used to write um, some freelance dating columns stuff for the Washington Post, and someone left a scathing review of something that I had written. They thought it was scathing. And they said, she's a wannabe bargain basement Carrie Bradshaw. And I said, thank you. <laughs> That's the best thing you could say. They meant it as an insult, but I took it as a compliment. So yeah, I'm. I had issues with the fact that the first, the Sex and the City was so whitewashed, and there were a lot of problematic things that were in the first six seasons or in the original Sex and the City. But I think they tried to rectify this, so that made me happy. But what what did you what was your relationship with Sex and the City, and which one are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, so it is a show that I also started later. I actually started watching it when they would have the um, the reruns, kind of the edited reruns on TBS, I think it was. And so I haven't seen every single episode. I would like to. And that's something that once I have like some free time, I'd like to binge watch the series, but uh, but uh, yeah, I really appreciate that uh, it was a show about strong women, who, and it was really a show about friendship, and friendship is so important to women, and it's something that's hardly ever really kind of profiled or talked about, or you know that it's even we come we cover Hallmark movies. And that's amazing, uh, but uh, you know, we focus on relationships, on, on romantic relationships for the most of what we do. And, and, and yet, I think that you could make a case that friendship for, for women in particular is as important, if not more important than their romantic relationships and it's just hardly ever talked about and and i understand the criticisms and we're going to talk about how they kind of dealt with those criticisms in this show Uh, but i feel like not i'm not excusing it but i'm just saying that i don't think every show can be everything to everyone um so could they have done better yes but i still think it was a really uh fun show uh, for women to just kind of it, there was this, an escapist quality to the show uh mm-hmm. that you know the idea of going to New York and being like a a a blogger you know and having these great friends and having these great clothes and you know all that stuff I think there's that's important. I think it's good to have and uh so. Yeah. I, I enjoy the show and I think it, I, I've always figured that I was probably a Charlotte. <laughs> um, I think you're a Charlotte. Yeah, I think yeah. you're in a good way. I love Charlotte. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not a Miranda. I work hard like Miranda, but I don't know. I'm just not a business person and we'll talk about what they did with her character which is interesting i mean carrie though when she's like all we're gonna talk about all the podcasting stuff and i'm like "Hmm, maybe i am a carrie well (laughs) i I know it i actually
1: think even with the original uh series you could be a charlotte carrie hybrid and the fact that carrie is a lot of hustle she is in a very creative industry where she generates all her own work i mean i I do think there is you can be a hybrid and i do think that you are a bit of a hybrid
0: (laughs) definitely not a samantha i'm not uh not confident when it comes to relationships (laughs) Wouldn't like she is (laughs) i think that's a nice way to describe it right confident
1: (laughs) yeah i think to be a samantha which i really admire i think that you know If you're a Samantha, you don't question it. Like, you know, and I'm not either.
0: Yeah. So are you, You mean, you have your shirt. So are you a, do you say you're a Samantha uh, Miranda hybrid? hybrid?
1: No, this is just the only shirt they sold that I want to support their podcast. Uh, So this was the only one they had. I think I am, um, uh, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I have little snippets of Charlotte, but then I do think I have a lot of um, Miranda's like, um, the way Miranda sort of, I think, treats, how do I say that? men I can relate to and the fact that I think that she's very focused on her female friendships and her career a little bit more than her romantic relationships and that's something that I can definitely relate to does that Uh, make sense
0: yeah yeah definitely yeah that definitely makes sense well so they we if you follow the show at all you know that Things did not end well for Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall in particular, uh, that they had a falling out and there was no way in the heck that uh, that she was going to be on this show. That was not happening. So that, that was something they obviously had to deal with from the beginning, that what are we going to do about Samantha? Uh, and, uh, and so their sort of solution was to have her be in London, have her be kind of estranged, Uh, from the group Uh, what did you think about how they kind of did that
1: um okay I was surprised by how they did it I feel like they addressed it what felt like in some ways i don't know if i enjoyed this or if it made me uncomfortable or a little bit of both but it felt like very close to home or like the actual reality the situation which in some ways i appreciated that they addressed it up at the top head on and throughout the episodes yeah um but it did feel a little bit like it was the line felt blurred between the show yeah. and real life and I don't necessarily think that's a problem it just made me go ooh, ooh. what about what about yeah, you yeah
0: it definitely felt ooh. like they were trolling Kim Control a little bit throughout the episodes <laughs> yeah and and honestly the when it first the first like half of the first episode i was like oh this is not good this is this is not good like i felt like they were trying too hard to apologize and and uh compensate for what had been the criticism like you mentioned of the original show and, and and yeah i don't know just like some kind of cringeworthy type conversations between them like explaining uh their um uh the you know the lack of diversity and it's sort of their past and and uh, and uh and the way that they handled samantha you know at first having this lady come up oh i just assumed that everybody who's not here has passed on and and uh you know just this kind of cringy sort of scene <laughs> um, and so yeah i was i was i was nervous at first but i do think once the actual meet we'll talk about this is spoiler filled recaps just so everyone knows um what we, what yeah, happened they're
1: actual spoilers that's what's yeah. funny like they're
0: right it is just
1: brought with with things that happen
0: yeah and uh so yeah i i thought that was was not the best, uh, the way that they kind of approached it. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough situation. You know, what are you going to say? I think having her be in London is fine, but I don't understand why they needed to then, like you're saying, make it some kind of estrangement Why not just be in London.
1: Yeah. The trolling aspect is interesting or even the the whole thing where they're clearly address, addressing these criticisms when you have a show that is so much more than a show it's a cultural movement that it's taken on its own life that is separate to the show it's interesting when things start to get self-referential and then at what point it, it can get messy and I don't know if in this it bothered me these things where it was so clear to me that they were trying to poke fun at themselves as characters but also acknowledge that they hadn't done it before and what felt like a very um, obvious way but I I don't know I, I actually left this with more questions than answers about how I felt about what was going on. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I did too. And uh, I mean, I, hopefully that they just kind of drop it. I hope this isn't continuing. Like every episode we get like a Samantha, you know, kind of a thing. I, that would be bad. Hopefully not. Hopefully this is just, they get it out of the way and they, they move on. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Sometimes love needs a little push. Lizzie Shane,
1: the award-winning author of the 12 dogs of Christmas has a brand new small town romance
0: set in Pine Hollow, Vermont, where every happily ever after begins with adopting an adorable rescue dog. First love gets a second chance into all the dogs I've loved before when the town librarian mischievous Australian shepherd keeps getting loose and fetching her ex, the town sheriff. Lizzie Shane's pine hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. And to all the dogs I've loved before is available now, wherever books are sold to learn more, visit www.lizzyshane.com. That's lizzie shane.com. We find out Miranda. Let's talk about, let's just talk about each of the the women individually and their sort of arc over this first episode. So Miranda the big thing that we're introduced to her is that she is letting her her hair go gray and Charlotte's like oh don't do that um <laughs> but especially in the second episode I think she was rocking the gray it looked great
1: yeah and honestly um I, I think oddly this was probably one of the conversations that bothered me the most I I don't even think that's I just thought her hair looked good and I don't think we need yeah. to be talking yeah. about women's hair that much. Like weirdly, the things with Samantha, even some of the things with folk culture, I think that you can look at all the reasons why it might be there. I felt like this was a completely needless conversation. She looks yeah. good. And I didn't think we need to just point
0: that out. It, just, it felt a little like, uh, to me. Well, and Miranda was never like the fashionista of the group. So it's not like it's sort of a a big part of her character or personality. And I would say in general, the fashion was disappointing in this show. I didn't really see anything aside from maybe Charlotte's dress for the, or Lily's dress really for the um, the (laughs) title.
1: Ditto. That was, that was it for me. And, but it was, and could that gal wear when she was tickling those eyebrows I was like that dress is beautiful that's iconic that's the only piece I completely agree
0: yeah and this I mean and I guess uh Carrie's uh dress for the funeral was was somewhat of a statement but I don't know it was just disappointing because that was like such a, a fun part of the show it was like what is the next pair of shoes and what is the next kind of outfit that uh and I I think that that was Kind of them trying to, to again address all of these criticisms and stuff, but like I think that's dumb because the fashion porn was part of what made the show fun.
1: Yeah, and something that we look forward to when we were watching. Although yeah. I will say that, um, it, I liked like there were certain fashions that I liked not in terms of what we're used to seeing them rock, but like I loved what. Brandis professor was wearing um in the scene on the subway where she got mauled by Chucky um which was terrifying um but yeah as far as like our well they're not the core four anymore but as far as like our our you know the three women I was not
0: impressed by their fashions overall and I feel like it was a missed opportunity because they acknowledged COVID they acknowledged the pandemic in the show so it's not like say with Hallmark movies where they pretend like it doesn't exist and uh, they acknowledge it, but yet nobody in New York city is wearing a mask in any shot that I could see, maybe in some like background or whatever, but I, nobody I could see and none of them. And I feel like that's was a major missed opportunity. It could have been really a fun way to show sort of their fashion By having like, you know, sort of creative masks or something like that. I mean, I was just, you live in New York city, so you can speak to this, but I was just there and I have never had to show my vaccination card more in my life than in New York city everywhere. I mean, to get a Starbucks, you had to show it. I mean, everywhere and everyone had masks, uh, there. And, uh, and so I feel like that was a missed opportunity that they could have had fun with and also been relevant.
1: Yeah, and you have to wear a mask on the subway in New York. Look, I feel like, to your point about the vaccination cards, if if you are vaccinated and they're recommending that you wear masks indoors, but not everyone is. But on the subway, you have to and everyone is. I thought it was interesting in the beginning, Carrie acknowledged the pandemic with the whole six feet apart. I'm wondering if when they were filming this, they thought, oh, by the time we release it in December, this will all be a thing, distant memory, and we won't be wearing masks in New York anymore. And it's taking place currently. But you yeah, know, we're we're still doing the thing. And I think we'll continue to do
0: so for quite a long time. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, but yeah, so. Miranda, she has decided to go back to school to get a master's degree in, uh, uh, human rights law. I think is what they said. Uh, I don't really understand this, to be honest. I mean, she, she says that, well, she saw the, after the, um, Muslim ban, she saw all the lawyers doing all of this good, you know, work. Uh, helping helping the immigrants and then so she wanted to not be part of the problem but i don't really understand why that would require her to go back to school if she's a lawyer she's pat she's she's a she's passed you know the bar she's an uh, an accredited whatever they lawyer so just help people like i don't like, I feel like having a master's degree is, would mean nothing in as far as being able to help people more. So it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, that didn't track for me either. I think it felt like she wasn't being honest with the fact that she just wants this for her own personal journey, which I think is valuable and we all need to do things for ourselves as well, but that didn't track. But in that scene- where she shows up. I laughed so hard at the line when Miranda refers to one of the people in class and says he, and then the person says, well, a little quick on the pronouns there. And it was so funny because there wasn't any, from the person and the actor, the way that it was played, it wasn't judgmental. It was almost with this little smirk and amusement at the disaster that they knew was going to go down before (laughs) our very eyes. And I was cackling during that whole mess.
0: Yeah, it was a mess. And I agree. That was probably the best part of it. I, I didn't really ever see Miranda as being such a, um, what's a good word for it? Just i really didn't see her as being such a mess i always thought she was so pulled together and and i guess they're trying to kind of change her character but i i don't know like the it was again felt like maybe a little overcompensating for their worries about the criticisms of the show to to take take this character and have her be like super cringy (laughs) um and uh, and yeah i mean she's gonna learn and grow through the course of the season and i appreciate that Um, uh, but uh but it felt a little on the nose to me that whole se- sequence
1: it felt on the nose for sure and also i feel like miranda out of the original four was always the best at in situations with her friends was always really good at not centering herself in the situation. I mean, as we'll see later, Charlotte, as loving as she is, is very guilty of doing that and for turning a situation and making it about her, not because she's not sweet, but because of all sorts of things. And I felt like Miranda was always really good about not making things all about her. And she took this situation. And I think what would have been funny is a very clear faux pas that went weird, and then the monologue again, sort of the way she does, like, I have taken up enough of your time, I'm done now. And I wanted that to actually be where she was just done and she shut up and she listened for the rest of the episode, but she kept trying to engage their professor and take up more time and prove that she wasn't a Karen, therefore making her even more of a
0: Karen. Yeah, when I feel like if you're trying to make your character more uh I don't for lack of a better word more woke you know and more aware socially aware I feel like going to going back to school and getting kind of an elitist environment right but like that's the last thing that you know that obviously she has the resources to be able to do something kind of self-indulgent uh, is this and she says oh wearing a pink you know pussy hat it wasn't cutting it well i i don't i feel like going to those protests is probably more effective than getting a master's degree from you know uh, like columbia. clearly this is a very yeah. expensive school i don't know if they said which school it was, uh, it, was NY... said it
1: was columbia
0: columbia yeah so Just, going yes, to columbia outrageous. where they have a class with what like 12 people in it you know i mean That's very elitist (laughs) and I love, I have a master's degree, so I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying that as the writers of the show, if that's what they were trying to do to show that Miranda has more empathy now and is trying to be a better person, I don't think it really lands very well. Uh, Thank you
1: for pointing that out because that's something that we don't, that a lot of people who have these discussions about privilege don't talk about educational privilege enough because a lot of the people who have the discussions on privilege have educational privilege and they are not good at seeing the privileges that they have. And this is myself included in that. And I think that it's a really good point that why why is this the thing that she's doing?
0: And I can't think of anything that you could do with a master's degree in human rights law that you couldn't also do just being a lawyer like there's no reason to go back to school anyway yeah so that was weird um she's also having problems at home i her and steve are 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 kind of i think not communicating very well do you agree
1: um yeah and it also had to do something with the fact that Steve is literally losing his hearing. I was yeah. worried about him. I mean, he looks great though, and he's so funny, and I love his voice. He's so charming. He's such a cutie.
0: I'm a little worried that they're going to go down the uh, with this um this chess chess character. I'm a little worried that they're going to have Miranda at least be tempted, um, be, because it's probably tempting to write that into the character because since Cynthia Nixon is uh, uh is LGBTQ um person um to to write that into Miranda's character but I would feel really sad because I really always really liked her at Steve
1: yeah and also I did see them sort of laying the groundwork for that and I wanted to be like okay maybe Miranda is attracted like I don't see the reverse. Like there's no way that Che would ever be attracted to Miranda. No offense yeah. to Miranda. That makes sense.
0: And yeah. No, I agree.
1: Trying to, I mean, uh, Che just this, you know, hilarious, attractive, vibrant person who's really open mm-hmm. and. Not saying that Miranda doesn't have a lot to offer, but I don't think that is the offering that Che is looking for. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I really appreciate that they cast Sarah Ramirez, who's a trans actor. I think that's great in that role. And, uh, and we'll talk about when we talk about Carrie, uh, we'll talk about her more there, but, um, but yeah, I can see that. And I also felt like the whole thing with, uh, her son really landed flat because there's no way that any parent would allow, like, I understand that parents will allow their children to, you know, to have relations like and and not that you can say say yes or no i'm but just in in their home and everything but like while they're there and being a lot like i just felt like that was a lot i don't feel like any parent would put up with that It.
1: it, it, i will say i am like uh, i uh, would it it was a lot yes it was a lot for me and i'm pretty open in theory but it's just it's even just um it was even just so loud. It was no, just everything about it. And for me, um, it was jarring because um, I love the safety first that he is practicing safe sex. You know, I you don't want to shame people and I want to be sex positive, but it was just the fact that um, we also had you watched the original show and even now this is Brady he was baby Brady right he's I don't even think of him as an adult now I don't know how old he's playing if it's 18 but to me it was
0: 17 when they, when uh, she's got the pot uh, the whole oh, pot situation I think she said 17 my 17 year old
1: you're right so he's not even quite an adult which is probably why it left me with a little bit of a strange um feeling
0: yeah, it just wasn't. It didn't feel believable or real. I can't think of any parent, no matter how hipster they're trying to be, how modern they're trying to be, that would that would allow that, and that would, you know, I mean. And then it makes no sense when she's all like, "How dare you smoke pot?" And like, well, I, <laughs> what? What are you doing? I don't know. Like, pick a lane, I guess I would say for Miranda, yeah. but um, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, Carrie. So, in these two episodes, so Carrie, uh, she is she had a Instagram account that went uh, viral, became popular, which totally feels legit. I would I, I I would follow her Instagram, totally.
1: It <laughs> yeah, felt real to me. Yeah. You know, really, also, because we're living in the same world of Sex and the City, she had this huge column and. It's really what's happening now. Like, of course, we still follow Carrie. We want to know Carrie's doing and changing with the times and how she's evolved.
0: It definitely felt right to me. And so now she's also on a podcast. And how did you as a podcaster, how did you feel like they did with that whole dynamic?
1: I mean, again, I thought like what you were saying about the woke culture stuff. It was like they kept pushing things with the podcasting like everyone's got a podcast now podcasting podcasting that just felt like they were trying to be like this is current and not only do we know what's current but we're being self-referential and isn't that cheeky and then you get caught up in this thing where you're forgetting what the actual storyline is because it feels like they're trying to sell you some weird thing although I will say the podcast itself when they were recording it, chef's kiss moment, especially the three of them are bantering back and forth. I think it's funny. And then when Carrie is just so clearly not fitting in to like, what did she, I wrote down this line that made me laugh so hard when she said, um, and maybe I didn't write it down, but basically when she tries to not answer personal questions, and then she laughs it off and thinking like, everyone's going to laugh. It's like, no, you're actually here to do, to talk yeah. about that. What it was really
0: interesting because when the show came out, when Sex and the City came out, it was a very, uh, R-rated show for a mature show. Uh, but I thought it was interesting here. They have now Carrie kind of thrust into an environment where she's, this is, she's very uncomfortable. And so I felt like it was kind of like what was shocking then is so not shocking now that like she almost seems uh, like old fashioned, which is like interesting because it hasn't been that long. And maybe they laid that on a little thick. But, but when she's talking about it, I don't I'm not interested in being raunchy and being gross. And I, I thought, yeah, that's true. The show, I mean, the only character that really was raunchy on the show would have been Samantha. She was the only one that kind of crossed that line sometimes.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, but I do think the thing that was also interesting about that is. Well, the raunchiness aspect. Yes. But I wish that Carrie was a little bit more progressive in the way she could talk about Pleasure that you can give yourself. And I think that because there's so much of the show that has been like female friendship and being okay on your own.
0: Yeah. And
1: that it seems interesting that okay, she's okay talking about having interactions with another human, but when it's put on her, and what does she do just to make herself feel good? That's when she gets uncomfortable.
0: But it almost different. seemed like she was uncomfortable with that at all. Like even her life, not just talking about it, but even in her life, you know, that we have the scene with her and big. And it, I thought that was actually a pretty fun scene, <laughs> pretty funny. And uh, when, uh, um, and the, all the interactions, I mean, it made it all the more uh, sad when, uh, when happened in, in the next episode, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, that, I just thought they had some funny interactions when he was like, I remember when you you kept your sweaters in the in the stove, in the oven <laughs> and just somewhere there back and forth. And uh, I think that, yeah, that she's more of a traditionalist than like, I feel like maybe Carrie might actually, we we always figured Charlotte would be the one that would be into Hallmark movies, but maybe Carrie actually would be too. I'm thinking now.
1: I think you're spot on. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Uh,
0: we did get one small scene where she goes through her closet and she says, hello lovers to her shoes. I wanted more of that more.
1: Oh, Rachel, I did, too, and how glorious it is. I mean, I do not know. The, the. I mean, that's a I couldn't even tell you how much money that apartment would cost in New York. But the size of that and just the exquisite nature of that closet, I mean, it was beautiful. That's that's what we needed. That's what we wanted. Because they
0: went too far in the second movie. The second movie is terrible. It's not good. Um, they went too far with the fashion porn. They went too far with them being completely clueless to any kind of cultural sensitivity or any kind of, you know, they go to Dubai. It was bad. It was really bad. But then I feel like maybe they've overcorrected because we didn't like that escapism of the show.
1: Yeah I agree with you and the thing is we're watching this for that escapism that's part of the reason like you said the Hallmark movies like this is part of the reason we watch to have a lot of the magic so I hope we see more of that closet and more of her lovers being her shoes.
0: Well let's talk about Charlotte and so she has the two girls as we know we and uh, Lily is uh, like a concert pianist studying to be concert pianist and there's this big concert she wants uh, she wants Carrie to go to and I did think it was funny when we find out that Charlotte is the only one that listens to Carrie's podcast <laughs> and, and we're just like I love you to death but I draw the line of podcasts which is totally accurate to my life like my <laughs> um my nobody in my family listens to any of my podcasts none which I have a lot and I get that but like not any zero (laughs) like my uh my aunt my aunt Katie listens sometimes she or my niece she will comment on my writing so I appreciate that she reads my reviews but other than that, it's pretty slim pickings in my, in my life. And I think that's probably pretty true of podcasters in general, their families and friends are just kind of like, no, sorry.
1: <laughs> I love that you point that out and that it's like, you can think of the very few examples. People. Cause yeah. I think that's very relatable and also makes complete sense that Charlotte would be the one that as soon as a new episode comes out while she's doing every other thing, she puts yeah. it on since as it, like, it was great, Carrie, and takes her right after. Like, definitely that's on point. But yeah, everyone else is not going to be doing that.
0: Yeah, and I think that Charlotte probably, oddly enough, I think transfers best to 2021. And I don't know if it's just because uh, she's doing her two girls or I don't know. I just feel like her character was like, yes, this is how her character would behave in 2021. It's accurate. And I I mean, I just love uh, her relationship uh, with Harry. It's so sweet. It's one of the best parts of the show. And I was just so glad that they didn't go somewhere dark with that because that would suck. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. I think there are some things that we know that we need. And I love that you can tell that Charlotte and Lily are so clearly bonded, like that was sort of always the daughter that Charlotte pictured herself having. Mm -hmm. And Harry understands, it doesn't mean she doesn't love her other daughter. And I think it's gonna be great getting into that storyline more, but you can see that Harry probably has to hold a lot of space and manage a lot of the dynamics with with the whole family, Unit, if that yeah. makes sense, mm-hmm. he's such a fun dad.
0: Was, yeah, looks like skateboarding in the house, and just, yeah. but like, still kind of a nerd and still kind of awkward. But they are awkward and kind of they just love each other so much, which was great to see.
1: Yeah, and and you know that that marriage. Well, I'm sure it has taken work, as all relationships do. I don't think they've ever had that moment where it's like, okay. We're done. I think they are I think they are solid. I think they're good. And if anything happens for the rest of the season, take that away from us. I agree. I will not be happy with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I I do I, I forgot. I forgot to say I did die laughing when Big says that he's like, That's some Bridget there. <laughs> that made me laugh. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like Bridget has ruined all relationships, I swear. <laughs> 2021.
1: <laughs> he got it he was like yeah I mean hey you know I mean, like he was proud of his cultural reference of the yeah. moment
0: I yeah I felt that too that was it was that was a really funny moment I enjoyed that and uh so then we got we saw Willie Garson which was so sad Stanford oh. oh Rachel I mean so
1: as we'll talk about when we get even further on but yeah, when we did see him get out of the car and also knowing that when he filmed this, he was ill already. And yeah. um, then all the things later on that happens when they're talking about being grateful to still be alive and be together. It yeah, it was, uh, oh, I mean, yes, it was early in the morning slash late at night, but we all knew this was coming and that he was such a beloved actor and member of that show and everything about it It was it was great that he got to film this before he passed but it hit
0: hard yeah agreed and you know I felt kind of bad that they kind of have him like fighting the whole time like I wish they had you know obviously uh, obviously they didn't know you know what was going on but and I was just kind of like oh I wish that they had made other choices first character but Nevertheless, I was really glad to see him. And uh and so yeah, Stanford and Hot Fellows Bread that made me laugh. Yes. <laughs> that was good. Uh uh-huh. so then the episode ends with Lily playing her amazing recital. Like she's an incredible uh pianist, and uh Big is there alone. They were going to go off and go to the hamptons but uh he they were going to wait until after the after the recital and uh he's on his peloton and uh and he has a heart attack and i feel like those a very strange product placement for peloton like you really want to have like your n- product name dropped in a character who dies like minutes after using your product like that's a weird flex you know
1: oh sorry it's for people that are just listening and not watching um i have nothing else to add than the fact that i completely agree with you and i'm laughing so hard i'm nearly crying i don't understand because i don't have peloton i don't plan on getting one um however i've always thought they seem cool and yeah. watching this you actively do- or at least i felt like i actively don't want to get on one now yeah, agreed yeah yeah, yeah it is, yes i
0: yeah it was it was very strange uh <laughs> i don't know but it was horrible very sad and very weird how they staged it because Uh, I I thought that, oh, she, she was going to come home and he would be dead. And the way that they had set it up with the shower and him, you know, filling his arm and everything, which doesn't always happen. People think that that has to happen for a heart attack, especially with women. It, it doesn't normally happen when you have, that's why women die more of heart attacks. One of the many reasons um, than men, because uh, they don't, we don't recognize the different signs that Oh, for a women having a heart attack versus having a man having a heart attack but for a man they do a lot of times have that that arm thing and uh, but anyway so he feels that and so i thought oh she's gonna come home and he's gonna be dead but instead he was like almost dead which was like a little weird um it's sad of course
1: it was you know so this for me was very confusing and this was one of the moments that i was really eager to talk to you about this so quickly after watching because in some ways I found it to be very real and raw in the way that it was staged and tragic and I was crying and all these things but then I had other questions about even you're saying like okay he's almost dead or does she just think he's alive, but he's. But fact, and he, he kind of like nodded to her and yes, like he moved. And he moved his hand a little. Yeah. But then I, I was like, are we seeing it through her lens where she's just trying to ascertain what's happened? Do you know what I'm saying? I just went places with it, yeah. but she didn't make any move to call anyone yeah. right away. Like when they showed. <laughs>
0: when they show people getting the body, it looks like paramedics. So I guess we're supposed to assume that she did eventually, but yeah, she just kind of sat there when he was like alive. So yeah, I would, you'd call the, and I guess they were supposed to like his phone didn't work because it was in the shower or something like that. But I would think he would have at least tried to see if it would work to call 911, you know, when he's, when he's experiencing it but uh but yeah she that was odd there was like why didn't you call 911 immediately
1: yeah and it was um I will say though it it was a the way that it was done and the way that it was played I I did think it was powerful um in that. I mean, it's sort of the whole what well, we all have to come terms with in life. It's the whole and just like that, it changes. Someone's gone, and you're you're grieving. And I, it, the way her friends were able to show up for her immediately in that moment and showed they really are family for each other. Yeah, was another one of those big hug cuddle moments that I really. yeah
0: and i think that they probably want to have one of the characters that they can explore like dating in 2021 and you know kind of a thing and i you know it's a shame because big and and carrie were like such a part of the show that they have to be really careful about how they approach that now and give her enough like grieving time and everything like that uh but but it's, I think, a shame because I would have been interested to see more about how their marriage works. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarky's merch store. Are you looking
1: for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life?
0: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check
1: out the Hallmarkies merch store.
0: Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. You don't see that many uh, childless couples with a you know great marriage on television. I mean, I can't think of hardly any. And that was the other thing that was interesting about the show was that I, I can't think of hardly any shows slash movies where your lead characters are in their 50s. I can think of a lot of younger shows. I can think of older shows, you know, something like Golden Girls or, you know, something like that that are older. uh, But to have characters in their 50s is kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah,
1: I agree. And the fact that Carrie is feeling like she's sort of in between worlds when she's searching the site about now that Big has passed and she's trying to deal with her new role planning the funeral and being a widow and all the footage she's watching is of people who are clearly a lot older than her that have lost a spouse. So she's in this strange situation where dating for her now, if she does it, but even just existing in this world where she's lost her husband fairly young, but she's not, in a space in her life where she would be having kids again or looking for that sort of next partnership yeah it's an interesting place to be in that i think it will be
0: if done well it will be fascinating to watch her explore that yeah i think it's it's gonna be good and i the see i did also like you said loved this the support of Miranda and Charlotte for Carrie. That Miranda is immediately over there, uh, and uh, you have this interesting dynamic with Charlotte, who feels like it's her fault because she had Carrie at the, at the recital instead of being with Big when she could have maybe done more. Um, you know, and that's very natural. I think we all, whenever somebody we love dies, uh, we and uh, you know, we go through those grieving stages and uh so charlotte it was maybe a little a little over the top but i think it was true to her character and uh they i i just thought them actually like sharing sleeping in the same bed with her was so sweet and uh, you know lovely
1: i loved that as well And the fact that they're like oh it's my night like clearly they've worked out a schedule where she's not going to have to be alone and that they've come together, it's not just, oh, we're here for the first day, and I'm sleeping in the bed with you, and taking care of you, it's like, Miranda and Charlotte have worked out probably a schedule, because they have busy lives, but they're making sure that Carrie doesn't have to be alone at night, and that's, I thought that was really great, and then the flowers from Samantha, I, I actually, really did love
0: that yeah that was that was good i liked that too and uh, and then i think it was steve who says it was either steve or miranda i can't remember they both spoke at the funeral and um uh they say death is the saddest part of life but it's an important part of life because it gives us a chance to remember So that was sweet and uh, and then uh miranda i think it was miranda says that he will leave a big hole which was you know, it was, was good. And, uh, for t- for today, let us remember how lucky we are. And, and, then, uh, big's brother speaks. Um, and he says big had never been happier in his life. And uh, then, uh, so, you know, a way to go that we forgot to mention that, uh, this, these two episodes were, uh, heavy on the, uh, Todd, uh, uh, Todd Rundgren. <laughs> Hello, it's me. <laughs> favorite new favorite song who knew <laughs> who knew yeah <laughs> uh so it's because like they they listened to it in the first episode and then they listened they have the slideshow uh which was very sweet with this it, with was, the...
1: it was sweet and getting to see brady sort of Put his head down in their family unit and they're all together. And seeing that these people, I mean, now I'm getting emotional, but that these people have created a community really was really meaningful here. And the fact that they're all coming together for carrying her time of grief. But when that line where she's like, and, you know, and just like that big died, I mean, we have been. We went through, you know, years of them, Mr. Big, Mr. Big, he was always this through line. And then when she screams John at the end, like we found out that was his name at the end of the series, but thinking about all the years that we've had that we didn't get to yeah. see, you now we're not gonna get to see any more of the two of them together. It, um, I was hoping that Natasha, his wife, his before Carrie, Was going to show up at the funeral oh that would have been good
0: yeah 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 it was kind of jarring when she's calling out john and uh and you know and then at the funeral they're referring and it was like oh (laughs) wow yeah um and yeah and then gloria she's just lost it she's sobbing in the the funeral (laughs) but i think that's true to life people just respond differently you know to um, to death and to funerals and things like that. Some people are you know some people hold it all in other people uh, are a mess.
1: <laughs> yeah and you know I love that she acknowledged Gloria when she said all of the other guys got rid of their older secretaries and and he kept me on. And I yeah. thought I said something about big and about how big has, grown and evolved over the years and what kind of man he actually was or became i really think it said a lot
0: yeah and so then we get this whole scene that with miranda getting mad at brady uh, and at chase for uh, for smoking pot and i feel like that if i was brady i would be really confused because i i i don't know i mean what I would be morally confused about what my mother expects of me. If like, well, I'm allowed to have loud sex with my girlfriend in the house while my parents are present. Um, but I can't have a smoke, a smoke, a joint like what? Yeah. And the thing is that's like legal. It's legal. I think in New York, right?
1: Yeah. Or, okay. So it's, I think it is If not legal, it's decriminalized. Mm -hmm. I think it's legal now. I'm not sure. But either way, to your point, he's not going to get in legal trouble for it. So either way. And when he says um, he doesn't even look caught, like it's not like he's taking a swig of, you know, a a thing of whiskey and he's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. He's like, oh, I was just really stressed out and sad and I was doing this and made it seem like it, it might be something that he's open about doing, but Miranda doesn't want him doing it in public. All of that seemed confusing to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was confusing because, I mean, I I wouldn't want my child to be smoking pot at 17. I get that. I wouldn't, uh, but I feel like I would be more sort of morally consistent with, with you know, my expectations and then we'd have a discussion and we talk about it uh, whereas i feel like she's just all over the place with what she's expecting out of brady
1: yeah and yeah. i think that's absolutely i think poor brady is probably just like okay um it seems like a genuinely sweet kid ultimately. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah so then would they get back to the apartment and there's just tons of gifts and uh items and i did think it was a funny line what part of no flowers to orchid people not understand <laughs> that's good it was
1: really good yeah Yeah.
0: and at that and then they have this whole scene where miranda tries to apologize to the uh to this professor and then this bizarre scene where like you said the problem child uh with chucky whatever um uh tries to tries to steal from her and uh and then Miranda's like oh I would have helped but I didn't want to seem too woke or whatever and I was like what I don't know it was weird it was a weird scene all together
1: it was weird because was almost like we were expected to now be like oh that's Miranda's redemption but it shouldn't be like no all of it felt weird and the the situation where Miranda, when Miranda, I'm okay with her not getting it, right? But she needs to not get it in the first scene, sit down and then shut up and learn for the rest
0: of it. Yeah. I mean, the idea of not helping someone because you don't want to be seen as a white savior is like privilege in and of itself. you know, like that's ridiculous. And like the correct answer is if somebody is getting mugged and you have the chance to help with the situation, you help with the situation. That's the, uh, that's the not racist choice, right? Yeah. So you just, you, you're you innately, you're, you're feeling of humanity for this other person, you innately help them, right? And, uh, and if they take that as being some kind of white privilege, the fact that you help them to not get mugged, then that's on them that's on them. You did the you did the natural thing. And so like actually start talking yourself out of helping somebody that's black because you don't want to be seen as a white savior is like worse, way worse than being a white savior. I totally agree with you and I think that Miranda for
1: Miranda to act like it's the same thing as when the professor is showing her ID, which is not a big deal. Right. like, oh, I'm looking for it. Like any of us would be looking for ID and being like, oh, this is kind of annoying. Like, I'm sorry, I know I have it. That security guard was sort of just doing his job. Everyone's got to show their ID. The professor knew that. The professor wasn't bothered by it. The professor was bothered by the fact that Miranda decided to make it her moment to stand on it's like and miranda if you can't see the difference between someone getting mugged and someone just having to follow all the rules that everyone else does i don't know we're you're further behind than you even
0: think you are yeah exactly i agree Uh, and it's it just seems like a weird fit for miranda because i i don't know she always seemed so capable uh and on top of things so i don't know it's 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 a strange thing that they like that's the way that they've decided to approach the backlash from the show was to make miranda kind of a mess and i'm like i don't know if it i really if it really worked that was definitely the most cringy thing about these two episodes for sure
1: yeah yeah so like my computer because i realized i was in battery saver <laughs> mode okay perfect yeah um, I, I i agree with it that, that was just like okay well And i think that the third episode that has yet to come out will give us a really clear indication of where some of this stuff is going and i hope that it's like they were setting it up so that they could address it and then maybe have more nuance to it instead of the way
0: that it's being presented
1: all at the top
0: yeah i hope so too um and then we have this whole scene where Carrie wants to have Stanford there to help her doesn't want to have Charlotte because Charlotte is very emotional. She's gotten the ashes for Biggs ashes in the mail. And I feel like I understand Charlotte's feeling guilty and that we all have, there's different reactions to things, but you also have to say, I have to let her have whoever she needs. My friend, I have to let her have whatever she needs with her, with her and you, cause it's like, you have to do your grieving process, but you also have to respect her and her grieving process. And so, you know, Charlotte, she, you know, she could improve in this in this way. And Carrie says, I'm I, I'm, I am mad, I, but I'm mad at myself, not at you. And she can't sleep. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I thought that, you know, it's like, Charlotte, come on, you can, you can be a better friend than this.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, to your point earlier that you made about how people grieve differently, I think Charlotte having all these breakdowns is very true to who she is, but I would have loved a little bit more screen time because we both love him. Her having the breakdowns to Harry yeah. and saying, I feel incredibly guilty. She's sobbing and be, I mean, oh my gosh, like the acting chops on Kristen Davis amazing. So I want those scenes where she's saying to Harry, it's all my fault. And she's falling apart and saying, but I don't want to say it to Carrie because Carrie's grieving. I don't want, because right now it's just coming across as selfish yeah. it, and centering yourself in a situation, just like Miranda's doing with her woke journey. You're worried more about your own feelings and how people view you or your own guilt than thinking about the actual person that's across from you. And I don't think that that's true for these characters. I think they'd be a little bit more um, selfless in these particular situations.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I, I don't know. I just feel like all of these women are smart, competent women would be a little bit more sort of self-aware and a little more like, just because they like sort of things that maybe are seen as sort of ditzy, you know, like they like they like shopping, they like things like that, doesn't mean they're, they actually are like, there's, that was one of the good things about the show is that these were empowered, smart, wonderful women that, in this great friendship that they had. So I don't know the, the, uh, the, um. They, 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 just the writing on the characters was a little, again, I felt like they were overcompensating in a lot of ways for what they saw as critiques of the show. Uh, but hopefully they kind of get that out of the system and, you know, we'll, we'll move on. But, uh, but what would you, these two episodes, what would you give? How many uh, Manola Blon- Blonics out of five would you give this, the, uh, and just like love- <laughs>
1: Um, Just like that. Pairs, um, I would give okay. How many out of five? Yeah, out of five. Yeah. Okay, out of five pairs or five shoes? Five shoes? Yeah. I make five sure. shoes. Okay. Five. five shoes. I would give it. I would give it three shoes. Um. Maybe 2.75. I thought there was enough there that I was super entertained the whole time. I mean, even the line, I wouldn't ask you if you clocked and what you thought of it. We're at the funeral. We're grieving big, but then one of the characters like, remember when he like treated her horribly? And that's another funny thing in the show and and what people tend to do funerals to see the, the wonderful things. So there was so much there that I'm intrigued about exploring. I love Charlotte's new friendship like they called her black charlotte but i thought that it was interesting that you know there is this woman that charlotte can connect with that is like her i think there's potential storylines there i think there's enough going on that i'm definitely excited about watching the rest but i'm hoping that they've like you say gotten some of it out of their system how do you feel
0: no i agree i think i would give it Uh, a like a three I I think there's potential enough because if it had been like total garbage then we I would just been like nah let's move on let's not cover it but uh but uh since there was enough here that I thought was interesting enough good performances enough you know going forward that uh, while it was not perfect I uh, I did feel sad and I thought they they did a good job like you know, getting those emotions out of me. And so overall, I, I agree. I think a three out of five um, NOLA blocks is, uh, is fair. <laughs> um, but hopefully we, hopefully the, it improves and gets better as the season goes on. So uh, we will see. Well, let us know if you are listening, what you thought of the, the two episodes when you get to see them and how you think that the, do you feel optimistic about the upcoming season. We would love to know your thoughts. And if you have any thoughts about the different things we talked about, we'd love to hear that in the comment section or on Twitter and uh, Jax, where can we will find you?
1: Uh, people can find me at Jacqueline Collier or at Jacqueline C tweets, and sometimes on the Hallmarkies podcast.
0: Yes, and you can find me at Rachel's reviews. All of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please take a look at that, and also make sure you're following the podcast, the Hallmarkies Pod, the Hallmarkies podcast. All of our social media, and if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews and five stars, please. It would help us so much. And then also, if you're watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the merch store. And today is the last day that you can get Christmas delivery on orders from the merch store. So don't miss out. They're super fun, super fun styles. You can be as fashionable as uh as Carrie Bradshaw
1: <laughs> right it. A lot more comfortable. I will say, as someone who got the sweatshirt, I was saying this last time, it's not one that you get and you put on, and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. It feels yeah. so cozy. So yeah. I yeah.
0: highly recommend it. They do a really good job at T public. So definitely please take a look. It helps us so much. And then also check out the Patreon group. We have so much fun. We have giveaways. We have, uh, we have the Facebook group uh, and we have our watch alongs next week. We have director David Weaver who is coming on and we're going to watch his movie Christmas town. That's going to be so much fun. So please sign up for the Patreon. We would appreciate it so much. And thanks so much. This was so much fun and uh yeah we'll see what happens we'll we'll probably it'll be two weeks and then we will we will record another uh update but we'll keep you posted and let us know what you think if you like this idea that we're covering this uh we would love to know your thoughts so thanks so much everybody we'll talk to you later bye